everyone i'm back with another solo episode okay i promise i didn't forget about the podcast i've just been so busy with the semester school has just been taking over as usual i know i keep saying that but it's true um but i obviously want to keep this podcast going um i have an internship the podcast student government and being a full-time student on my hands so i am very busy i promise i'm not slacking off or neglecting the podcast because that's like honestly the last thing i want to do i really enjoy using the podcast as a platform um anyways i'm gonna get right into the episode this one is super personal to me i mean all of them are. I always say that because they really are. Um, but this one was, I, I feel like it's much needed to say right now. I initially had the plan to um, upload a pre-recorded episode that I had with a guest, which I think that'll be coming next week. But I was just so moved to say this. Um especially what happened after this week. So, um, (laughs) the disrespect for black women, um, right now is at its peak. And that's what we're going to be talking about today, protecting black women, what that means, um, talking about how black women are treated, um, you know, things of that sort. So, starting off with the Breonna Taylor case, she was murdered by the cops for sleeping in her own home. By now, everyone knows what happened, and um, protests happened over the summer, like we all know, everyone knows that. Um, But the thing about the death of Breonna Taylor, for me, is that it really hits home. And I, I think that every time anyone dies for no reason it really hits home for me because it's it's almost like I knew them personally and I grieve as if I knew them personally if that makes sense like I think the whole black community kind of does that where whenever someone dies it's kind of like wow another one you know like it's so sad to even say that, but it's true, and I feel like many of us grieve as if we knew the person personally, and that's especially how I felt with this woman right here, and someone else that I will mention later, but um, they plastered this woman's name all over the internet. There were t-shirts, there were memes, like jokes, um, murals. There was even a song on TikTok made about arresting the cops that killed her. People literally mocked her death, used her death for clout, for profit, whatever you want to call it. But that's the treatment that Black women get. Um, The city of Louisville gave Brianna's family a $12 million settlement 
to prevent like the police from quote unquote accidentally breaking in people's homes i i don't know the thing about that 12 million dollar settlement is the fact that it's kind of like in a way like the city of louisville is saying like oh okay we'll pay you this huge sum of money to shut you up that's what i kind of got from that i mean i'm sure i don't know how her family feels about the 12 million dollars and it's none of my business, but um, just to me, I thought that, okay, you'll get a $12 million settlement for wrongful death, but the people that killed your daughter won't get in trouble for wrongful death. Like, that just didn't make any sort of sense to me. And, you know, I think the majority of, of us knew that the cops wouldn't get in trouble, but just the fact that they got in trouble for the bullets that um, interrupted the neighbor's house, like that is that is something I just wasn't expecting at all. Um, they kind of caught me off guard with that one. I'm not gonna lie, but I don't know. Part of me kind of thought maybe something would happen just because. They literally plastered this woman's name everywhere. And for what? They made her as a, into a joke, really. And people would be like, oh, it's a lovely day to arrest the cops that killed Breonna Taylor. And then, I don't know, it just turned into memes so quickly. And I, um, <laughs> I, I find that that always happens to black women. Retreat as a joke. We aren't taken seriously. Brianna is just one example, but someone else I wanted to talk about was Ayanna Dior, and she is a black trans woman that attended a protest over the summer, and a bunch of cis black folks brutally beat her up. And what is so disheartening about this is that so many trans lives are being taken away. It is now to the point where it is an epidemic. That's how many people are being killed to the point that it's an epidemic. I I want you to think about that. The black community is very transphobic, homophobic, and misogynistic. And it seems like people, particularly black men, understand liberation from a racial standpoint, but never for the lives of black lgbtq and there have been many instances on social media where i've seen someone be like oh yeah black lives matter but like basically stating only for cisgendered people and that's a huge problem your black lives matter must be for all black lives there is absolutely no avoiding this um that's what i have to say about that that's final um another thing that really upset me is the megan and tori situation um for those of you that don't know about the situation megan the stallion and tori lanes they're both rappers um basically i don't 
think they were dating. I actually, I'm not sure if they were dating, but um, they were hanging out with Kylie Jenner at someone's house. I think it was hers. Um, But then they left. They had like a house party at Kylie's house. And then they left and they got in the car. The police pulled them over. Um, I don't think a fight happened, but Tori shot Megan in the foot for no reason. And people didn't believe that Megan got shot. She trusted this man and he shot her for no reason. And then the public turned around and tried to pin it on Megan for some reason, which is ridiculous because she was completely the victim. And she literally had to show pictures to quote unquote prove that she was hurt. And then this week, Tory Lanez made an album about the situation and denying that he didn't shoot her in the foot, even though there was pictures and even pictures aside, like Megan shouldn't have to show pictures to prove that she was hurt like she was hurt and people don't believe black women and this happens all of the time and and people think that we're over exaggerating situations and that can cost us our lives I didn't listen to the album and I definitely don't plan on it but that was just like such an awful thing to do was make music off of a situation instead of apologizing you gaslight harm her and you make profit off of an album like that (laughs) that is a level of audacity that I hope I never have to deal with as a black woman but that happens all of the time well, those were just three examples of what happens to black women. And I kind of want to talk about, like, more about the treatment of black women. I don't think people really understand the damage that both black men and white women can do. First of all, I have seen some of the most sexist misogynistic harmful words come from a black man attacking a black woman and it happens all the time like i said before the black community it can be very it can be a very hostile place even within our own community both instances i just mentioned were black men inflicting harm or pain on black women daniel cameron the attorney general on Brianna's case, is a black man. Tory Lanez is a black man. Black men don't recognize their privilege as men. Race aside, being a man in this country will take you very, very far. And yes, they're black men. They're being incarcerated at disproportionate rates. Horrible things have historically and currently happened to black men. But somehow we fail to recognize that black women face the same issues or even worse as well. Girls and women of color are much more likely to be incarcerated than white girls. 
the forefront topic always seems to be white men versus black men. And it is a problem, but are black women just, like, invisible? (sighs) Okay, now on to white women. I have seen this play out many times coming from an all-girls school that was predominantly white and that just happened to be notoriously racist. But one thing about feminism for white women is that it almost always just focuses around gender. Always. Whenever I have talked to a white woman about some unfair treatment, they always bring up gender, and that's it. And I feel like there are many times where they fail to recognize how they are privileged in the sense that they benefit from the systems of white supremacy. Um, The same white women that complain about men labeling them as hysterical turn around and call black women aggressive whenever a black woman kind of like puts them in their place. And that's without fail. I saw this in high school. This happened to me personally in college. I've been called aggressive before, which people that know me know I'm not an aggressive person, but aggression is also an emotion that people feel, but for some reason, black women aren't allowed to be angry. But white women, I see white women terrorize people all the time. We label white women as Karens, but if it's a black woman, though, she's a ghetto. She's aggressive. She's loud. She's the angry black woman. But white women get a name. I've seen white women throw glass bottles at black women for just walking down the street. White women have done so much to terrorize us. terrorize it's not karen it's it's really terrorism that's what it is and i'm tired of white women having they're they just i i don't even know how to explain it if this makes sense like i'm sure people understand but karen is too nice of a term and I'm tired of hearing it. Um, and, like, another thing that I've just noticed is that, like, when a black woman will tell a white woman that, like, what she has done or has said has made them uncomfortable, crying comes. And I've always, like, told my mom, I was like, this is a very white, liberal thing to do because they see themselves as feminists for every woman like they go to the feminist march which always happen to be super white and they cry because they don't like being told their actions are wrong but they're they're feminists though and they're anti-racist so how can I possibly be capable of racist if I vote for Joe Biden But I voted for Obama in 2008. How can I be racist? And why are you telling me that my actions are racist? So then they start crying. Without fail. Without fail. 
instead of admitting and owning their wrongdoings, I f- white women cry. That's what happens. And they're allowed to cry. But when black women cry, it's like, suck it up. You're strong. You can do it. So these are just two parallels of how black women are treated within our own communities, um, perpetrators of our own com- in our own communities and outside of our own communities. Protecting black women is going to take a lot more than posting a Malcolm X quote on your Instagram story. And it's crazy when people ask me what to do or like what to say or they'll be like, oh, thanks for thanks for educating me or like thanks for teaching me. I'm like, okay, you already knew what you said was wrong. I feel like I don't know. I feel like every time someone asks me what to do, it's kind of like they don't know how to treat people with respect. Like, did you just admit to me that you don't know how to do that? You don't know how to treat people with basic dignity? I don't know. One day, people will realize that um, these are the things that Black women go through, and it costs us our jobs our family, our friends, and sometimes, unfortunately, even our lives. Um, I really need to get this off my chest, and um, thank you for listening if you made it to the end, and you'll hear from me next week. I have a guest on the podcast next week, so that should be a lot of fun. Goodbye, and have a good Sunday or whatever day you're listening to this.